Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the delightful Eliza Skinner, and we change your life for the better. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Man, I am back, Jordan. In a big way? In a major way. Okay. Sorry. You're not just regular back. No, and I'm not Lance Corporal back. <laughs> okay. I don't know the rankings. I don't know if that's a promotion or a demotion. I know that there are some men in uh, men and women in service of our country who listen to our program. They can probably tell me if uh, I had previously been back in a Lance Corporal way and now I'm back in a major way, whether that's a promotion or a demotion. Yeah. I mean, Purple Heart. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> For being wounded in the line of duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're referring to when Meryl Marco was mean to us. Yeah, exactly. We get, pre- we get, we get Purple Hearts for that, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do get Purple Hearts. Podcasting Purple Hearts. I think Apple gives those out. Yeah. We had previously gotten that from those webcomics guys, mm-hmm. and now now Meryl Marco. So we're, Man, we're double Purple Heart recipients. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to burn mine. In protest? Yeah, because I oppose the war in podcasting. Oh, yeah. No, I think so, too. I... I also will burn mine. I'm baffling myself. Oh, can I just with sell mine? Comic metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> you can just sell yours. Yes, Jordan. In protest, though. Sell it in protest. Yeah. Like I'll sell it and then like just use the money for blow. Like I right. feel like that's the best way to say to the uh, podcast infrastructure, "Hey, I don't appreciate your war profiteering." Right. It is for you to use the money on cocaine. Mm-hmm. Just to get high. Yeah. With the to money. get like super fucked up. It sounds like the protest that you're describing here, Jordan, is not so much a protest as an opportunity for you to get high on cocaine. Yeah, but I'm going to like, like if anyone asks me why I'm so fucked up and where I got the money to get so fucked up. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to let them know about my strong opinions and create a but that, dialogue. You're just going to, see it create, it's, it's, you're it's just creating gonna an tell opportunity people, to create just, a dialogue. You're just, number one, it's going to be a monologue because you're going to be so high on cocaine. Sure. Number two... The, no, it'll be a dialogue because the devil's there. <laughs> he lives in my brain. Your opinions are going to be so strong because you're high on cocaine. You don't have strong opinions, Jordan. If there's one thing I've learned in 10 years of working with you, yeah. it's that you moderate all of your opinions. Sure, I sit pretty squarely on the fence on, uh, I mean, on you, all topics. You like to have a preferred place to buy a $10 hamburger, $10, $12 hamburger in each city that you visit. Sure. So you could say that's a moderately strong opinion that you hold, but mm-hmm. that's the main strong opinion that you hold. I mean, certain continuities, certain mythic continuities or pop cultural continuities, yeah. you have some moderately strong opinions on. Oh, which direct-to-DVD Futurama movie was the best? Yeah, that's something. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> Shall we introduce... But yeah, everything, everything else I can take or leave, pretty much. Let's introduce our guest. Uh, she's a uh, successful writer, actress, stand-up comedian. Uh, she has 
uh, her own s- stage show uh, here in uh, Los Angeles. Miss Eliza Skinner, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Oh, it's a delightful to have you here, Eliza. It's delightful to be here. Um, it was sorry. It's sorry. a lovely place. That's all. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. She's she. You know what I call Eliza Skinner? The anti Merrill Marco. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that doesn't say great things for my career. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you're the anti Merrill Marco, and that you're being very polite, <laughs> and and also in that you didn't invent stupid pet tricks. Oh, uh, okay. All <laughs> that right, you so... didn't create contemporary late night comedy. Yeah, yeah, I did not create the top ten list. <laughs> Guys, can I? Can I yeah. just jump right in to some emotional trauma I see for myself in the future? <laughs> yes. This is uh, okay. I'm. Uh, this is just. This. I feel like this is important. We should get this out there before we recorded the last show that I was on. Jordan had been dating Meryl Marco. Oh wow, that makes it all so much more loaded. Yeah, yeah. we 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 broke up b- between the intro and uh, the momentous occasions. Oh, yeah. now it all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, no, so I, um, I've, I've talked previously on the show, uh, about my, uh, mom's eHarmony boyfriend, Brad. Yeah. Right. My mom's getting back out there, <laughs> Eliza, for your benefit. Uh, she's also, uh, also something that, that I think Brad is helping with is making her a little more tech savvy. She has an iPhone and she, uh, she enjoys texting now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other day I was texting with my mom about, you know, potentially getting together for lunch and then, um... I get another text that says, um, have a great time. Looks like I picked the right guy. And then she sent me another text that said, whoops, that was for Brad. So now I exist in a world where my mom could accidentally sext me. Ugh. Oh, no. Because she's obviously new to the technology. Right. Yeah. And now every time my phone buzzes, this little... This little shard of panic sticks into my brain, and I don't know what to do about it. Has she figured out texting photos yet? I have not been texted a photo. Okay, yeah. so you're still kind. Of that, okay, because that's really where it gets horrible. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, f- sexy phrases—that's one thing you don't want. Yeah, I mean, I think I could deal with a sexy phrase. <laughs> yeah, you I think don't I could want- just delete that really quick, and then you know. Yeah. Laugh it off. Jordan, let's talk about what you can and can't deal with. <laughs> okay. Uh, sexy words. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I could deal, uh, you know, uh, can't wait to kiss you. Okay. That's, that's a sexy, that's a, that's a sexy phrase. And I think well, for that's, my, that's my mom as... is a, my mom is a pretty demure lady. So that's, that would be pretty ribald for her. That's about as far as all sexting goes, right? I mean, that sounds pretty racy where I'm from. Yeah. I am, I'm pretty sure I saw that on 2020. Yeah. 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 Hugh Downs. I, I don't, that's what the kids are doing. I don't want to Hugh Downs sent me that text. Oh my God. After 2020. Oh, I, that's not I do I a lot of sexting with Hugh Downs. I don't, I got, I hate to break it is to you guys, dead? but hmm? sometimes. Yeah. Huh? Hmm? Sometimes in sexts, okay. people mention their wet pussies. Their what? I know, I know. And <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, for the benefit of the home <laughs> listener, uh, Liza is demonstrating some Tex Avery style wild takes. Yeah, that... my eyeballs popped out mm-hmm. and my hat uh, flew off my head and spun around sure. and then uh-huh. sat back down. Um. Jordan. Yes. Later, if a later if a sexy dame walks in, your head will turn into a wolf's head, mm-hmm. and then my tongue will wag out and then unfurl, <laughs> right. and then go right back up. Um, Jordan, yeah. I, I hear you talking about this this pussy, pussy business. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, just say wet pussy, Jesse. I just don't think... A slippery snatch. We can say that too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right. Well, I'm talking about the dirty stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, slippery I... snatch sounds like a Hanna-Barbera villain. Like someone who would be... <laughs> someone who would be racing against Yogi Bear in some sort of race around the world. Slippery snatch, even. <laughs> you'll, you'll never catch the slippery snatch. <laughs> and he has a giant... Like one of those black bombs with a wick that comes out of it. But when he runs his uh, his legs pinwheel and go like clankety 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 yes, clankety exactly yeah, okay. the slippery snatch <laughs> you'll never stick it to the slippery snatch <laughs> um, Jordan there are yeah. some people who would te- sext something like about a wet pussy mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some people who wouldn't I think we can agree that some be- some type of people who are like that and some people who aren't mm-hmm. I just don't think Brad is the kind of guy who would send that kind of text. <laughs> Oh, I'm not worried about getting sex for Brad. I don't think he even has my phone number. I just don't think Brad is that kind of guy. Yeah. Brad is a stand-up guy, Jordan. You don't have to worry about it. Sure. Am I misunderstanding the situation? You are a little bit. Okay. Brad is a stand-up guy. Looks great in a Tommy Bahama shirt. Sure. Uh, but your mom's which is real the, dirty. Which yeah, is she's a, yeah, she's a lusty old gal. She's like a she's like a she's like Phyllis Diller. Oh, oh, okay, right. So a lot of caftans and uh, mm-hmm. uh, fright wigs, yeah. fright wigs, <laughs> and um, caftans and fright wigs. That's Jordan's mom. And I for guess you. like if like caftans, in... fright wigs, and wet wet pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. No, no, that's okay. Um, this is a fictional version of my right. mom we're presenting, right. and I can hang on to that. Okay. Um, in real life, we should explain that in real life, Jordan's mom is one of the nicest ladies you could ever meet in your entire life, A, and B, she is actually a, a nurse a lactation counselor uh, at a hospital. This is how nice of a lady Jordan's yes, mom a is. Yes, heart filled with compassion and yeah. a little, a little, just a little tinge of a southern accent. Yeah, Aww, um, but I, you know, like in in terms of what this could do to me if it happened, like I'm, you know, I'm okay with where I am sexually. I feel like I can, <laughs> you know, like I feel like I can manage. Boy, you sell yourself. I know, right, <laughs> ladies? I'm a, I'm at a real comfy place. You're comfortable with your sexual power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my ability to destroy someone sexually. <laughs> oh, it's not, this is better. That sounds better. Um, You've... like right now, I feel like I'm not. You know, like, all of my sexual tastes are very, very manageable. I'm, you know, just <laughs> just, just happy to, to be having it at all. And, like... Look, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. gerbils are cheap. Exactly. Exactly. And they, they're, they're, there's a lot of homeless ones anyways. Um, but, like, I feel like if something like this happened, it could, like... It could tip me over into some sort of weird, like cloistered asexual person or like I a could Paula go Poundstone type. A little Paula Poundstone. Pretty soon of... you're going to be drunk at the ice cream place with your 14 children. Exactly. And or your fancy blazer. Or it could like push me over into like furry. Right. Or something. And then, man, I just don't know what I'll do. Right. I'm not crafty enough to cut a dick hole into a fox costume. <laughs> do you know what the, uh, <laughs> do you know what the, the number one uh, movie that that inspires furries? No. Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, I believe it. Now that you Apparently, say that. Apparently that's like, a, like tons of furries are like, that's what did it for me. Oh, yeah. really? Well, because... Uh, Sexy foxes. Because mm-hmm. that fox lady is foxy. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> Maid Marion. Yeah, Maid Marion. Yeah, she's a sensual fox. Yes, she is a fox. Yeah. A foxy fox. Are there any other sexy animals in that or... Are- 
Because I remember the other ones, like, they, they look really. the most there's a, human. There's another lady chicken, but she's, she's kind of heavy. Yeah. So. But, I mean, well, you know, anytime. So, hey. <laughs> you know. Anytime you get a lady, like, a lady chicken hybrid, though, I mean. Yeah. That lady. She's got some nice breasts. It's sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> Check out those drumsticks. <laughs> it's true. Sure. Um, and they Just have. Just dunk her in some blue cheese. <laughs> Apparently, there was a. Um... Nice breasts. <laughs> really? Uh, she got good thighs, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, there was a uh, there was a stuffed animal. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's really just... no crow's feet. <laughs> no, no, not not yet. No. Yeah, when she gets older. Uh, there was a stuffed animal that they made of the raccoon from Pocahontas that was apparently she's very got crazy. She's got, <laughs> really, she's Jesse? got quite a pecker, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. So, wait. So, it wasn't the character from Pocahontas, no, but a, a particular stuffed it was animal. A particular stuffed that animal. People fuck. I think they, so. Is, the, I don't is know. it like a puppet? Is it, it come meant with a to fuckle? be a hand puppet? So it no, has no, a... no. It's just it was a stuffed animal. Do you have to install a fuckle? I think so. I think, right. I think that's like a um, like a subset of furries where they install like, fuckles. Yeah, mm. in stuffed animals. Otherwise, right. ma- like the Do main you... group, it's. Is People it like a? Suits. Is that a DIY thing to make? Do do you buy a fuckhole kit? To, yeah, I don't think you like take it to a store and they're like, "Can you install a fuckhole <laughs> for me?" Hey, well, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe there could that be like be great, there though. could be like sympathetic tailors, uh-huh. and you just take it and you say, "I'd like the Robin Hood special." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd kinda, like I'd like the Maid Marian, please. And I then, kind of feel like if there's anywhere that this happens, it's at the model shop. Who knows what's going yeah. like at those model shops that still remain? They sure. can't be sustained by people buying, you know, World War II airplane models mm-hmm. or There's model some train pieces. There's tabletop gaming going on, probably maybe Warhammer. I think mm-hmm. that I think that the era of Warhammer has faded, according to, uh, according to an article about uh, the desperate the desperate bids to reinvigorate the world of tabletop Dungeons and Dragons that I read in the New York Times. Mm. Uh, so my guess is that. Sort of like how I always believed the Brazilian goods store uh, on missions on Valencia Street near my house was a drug front. I think that model stores are fuckhole installation fronts. It's got to be fronts for something, right? Yeah, yeah like a hobby store. Else. Like how many rocket kits Although, can you really sell? I will say most of those hobby stores are also specialty game stores, and those games are expensive. They are expensive. What do we tell? When you say specialty game, what are, what we're are we talking about? Like a settlers. We're yeah. talking about set, you start with settlers of Catan, but then you get into expansion, and then packs. you get more German from there. <laughs> <laughs> you get more, like really, yeah, even even weirder. To you have adult men playing games about like collecting fruit and, <laughs> and really taking it seriously sure and women and women and women absolutely i'm a fruit collecting <laughs> that's that's germany's most popular fruit collecting game it is I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of competition <laughs> sure mean, there's banana godrin <laughs> for example which das is das ist mein grape yeah <laughs> That one's fun. That one's fun because it's popomatic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. that's one of the. It's got it a lot fun. of strategy. I mean, it's in depth strategy, like ones, but it has the element that has the popomatic element, which makes it fun for the whole family. But you, the problem with Hitler melon is that if you lose <laughs> one of the pieces, you can't play any. And how do you? You got to buy a whole new set. It's too much setup. Exactly. Too. You it's spend like forty-five trap. minutes setting it up, and then yeah, two minutes I, playing. Exactly. I had that problem. I lost Riefenstahl, and the whole thing was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you you lost lemon Riefenstahl. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh, my side hurts from the pun. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, uh, magical horse enthusiast. Really? Oh, sure. What's your oh. favorite magical horse? Um, uh, well... I guess you got the big two. You got a unicorn, you got a pegasus. Sure, yeah. Oh, Is... I thought you meant their specific names. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking just Firefly breed. and just... Glory. Oh, okay. Those are the two. <laughs> <laughs> those are the big two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those but as far, the... as far as breed, when we're talking breed, what, what would you say... Is your magical horse of choice uh, of those two? Uh, I mean, you, I mean, those are just the two that I that came to the top of my Wh- head. Whichever one grants wishes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, like a sparkle pony, mm-hmm. which would be one of those two. They're they both varieties, but with a lot of glitter and wish granting abilities. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. It's clear that you've thought this out, and I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I have a question. Okay. Would you consider uh, the ability to inspire young people around the globe um, a magical power? Because if so, my favorite is probably Misty of Chincoteague. <laughs> I think so. Thank I you. I think that's the greatest power. Jordan, it? what's yours? Warhorse. Magic, okay, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. that counts. I would say Warhorse's uh, magical power is probably uh, the ability to transform World War One into a story appropriate for children. Yeah, or at all interesting to them. <laughs> <laughs> the nightmares of trench warfare, um, guys. It's 2012. I don't oh know if God. you guys have. Been... <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been... Shit, my kid's still in the car. (laughs) I left the windows cracked. Yeah, he'll be fine. I don't know if you guys... Since 2011. I don't know if you guys have been uh, keeping up with the calendar. I myself, I've got this great calendar. Um, uh, Jordan, you you won't be interested in this, but uh, my wife likes to buy me a fun calendar every year, and we... We unveil each month. They're a real month. fun couple. They have a reputation. Sounds like it. We do. Around the neighborhood. It's like a really are, fun couple. Yeah, it's so true. People come by and are like, we want to see this year's calendar. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, this, I mean, I'm not trying to brag. I, if people out there think like that, that me talking about this right now is me trying to brag about how rich I am or about my <laughs> connections <Sure>. or about how <laughs> I have the best calendars, yeah. the best taste. Anyway, Unlikely Animal Friends is That's my calendar this year. The best. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Are you familiar with this calendar, Eliza? I'm or- cr- familiar with the concept. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm big time into animal friends, okay. especially the unlikely kind. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, I I think we all I, I think we've all got a pretty good handle on what year it is, 2012. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Wait, what are just I just real quick. What are, how unlikely are these animal friends? Well, um, do they like come from different climates? Is it like shark and polar bear? No, I mean, it's political. Those don't just come from. (laughs) You understand? It's a real leftist dog. (laughs) Jordan, you understand? A a real messy dog and a real clean dog. Mm -hmm. A shark and a polar bear don't just come from different climates, Mm -hmm. they breathe different stuff. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Like, underwater is a climate, right? (laughs) You know, at the. I went to the San Diego Zoo last week, and they've got a, a cheetah and a dog that are best friends and oh, live in the same enclosure cute it is adorable what Especially, kind of dog is it it's just like this really cute fluffy white dog you know kind of medium size but how did that 
hap- like how how like eh, throw this dog in there, see what happens. Maybe apparently, they'll become friends. Apparently, cheetahs bond well with dogs. Really? And uh, sometimes because when anything, they don't want- who what yeah, what kind of asshole bond? doesn't bond well with a dog? Sure. Yeah. They got big eyes. Exactly. They just all they want to do is be your friend. That's all they want in the world. Yeah. They just want a few food scraps. And friend scraps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and apparently, you know, it's, it's just a thing that's good to do. Um, like, I know they, they do that with uh, elephants also. Um, but Also with dogs? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll like, because elephants like to pair bond. And oh, so if okay. they don't have another elephant or a person, they'll, they'll, they'll just get a dog in there. Yeah. Pair bond them up. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but the enclosure with the dog and the cheetah is great because the dog is one of the only animals in the whole zoo who actually looks at people. So the dog is like, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hi, hi, to all the people coming by the cage. And the cheetah's <laughs> oh. behind him just like, I could eat you, and I will. <laughs> Give me the chance. The cheetah's just like 55 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try me, buddy. Try me. <laughs> the cheetah's like, my front legs and my back legs cross. <laughs> <laughs> Can yours? Can yours? No. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some great pairings. I Look, it's only February. I'm not looking ahead. Sure. Um, but you're, not, you're not some kind of calendar cheater. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what will be friends with a baboon. Let me just leave it at that. Is it okay. daily or monthly? It's monthly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right. monthly. Well, right. for Otherwise, his daily calendar, he has the, uh, the quotable Dave Barry. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I don't even believe you, but it would be amazing. I, got, I bought like a bunch of Dave Barry books not too long ago like a year or so ago at a used bookstore because I was like, hey, America's greatest humorist. Sure. Come on, why discount them? You're in the humor business. Yeah, and tried to read them. They don't hold up. (laughs) Were they old or just not good? They were old. I mean, maybe his current stuff is okay. I don't know. I don't want to slam Dave Barry. uh, We actually discussed this with Meryl Marco a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I met Dave Barry and he is a wonderful guy. He was, uh, I I loved him growing up. He was like, I was a huge Dave Barry fan. And again, I mean, one of the things about Dave Barry is when you read Dave Barry, I think in a contemporary context, besides remembering that he wrote the columns 20, 25 years ago now, you should also probably remember that he was writing them as a three to five times a week columnist. Yeah, yeah. it's insane how, how fast he had to write these things. Yeah. Like, I hardly think of two funny things to talk about on Jordan Jesse Go in the context of a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't hold up. Uh, okay. Blue Look, County does, though. Bloom County does. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Calvin and Hobbes, I've heard, is, I've heard that's good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You should probably... If you think Farside, Farside's still funny. Yeah, newspaper humor needs. They're mm-hmm. still out there. If you think, <laughs> if you think uh, Calvin and Hobbes is good, you should probably email me and let me know about that. Just if you're Do you out get there, a lot of emails about that? I don't know. I just you should track down the reclusive Bill Watterson. It's the kind of thing that I, people would email me about over and over and over because hey. I just said... Hey, you I said, said uh, it uh, is, Calvin though, and Hobbes. Because I said Calvin and Hobbes, and now people will start emailing me about Calvin and Hobbes. Wow, the internet. That's how the internet works. Okay, so let's talk about 2012 a little bit. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm hoping you get some furry emails from that last <laughs> conversation. You know, just try it. Just try. <laughs> just open your mind. It's actually you not could, uh, model stores. It is uh, yeah, these, in, these in the back. I will get Georgian <laughs> science reading rooms. I will get enough. I will get furry emails. They'll be about how it's not sexual. Right. Every well, time, there are all kinds of different. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's a very wide community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, and they... a lot of them fuck. <laughs> yes. And the ones that aren't fucking, the ones who aren't. Uh, here's the thing about the furries. We've time. We may have gone over this before, but 
I believe you that it's not about fu- it's not about fucking in the sense that it's not a fetish for many many furries. I believe that that is true. However, even if that is the case, it's still about fucking in the sense that like going to a Star Trek convention is about fucking. Yeah, <laughs> like you're just you're going to a place where you're gonna where your odds are good that you're gonna find someone who's willing to fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> much better than in the act the real yeah. outside world. Yeah, yeah, without being rude about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, oh Eliza, uh, speaking of of baiting and emails. Eliza, because of your nickname and strong opinions, you might have uh, you might have just uh, attracted some bronies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, bronies being uh, bros, men who are into My Little Pony. Yeah. Oh. So they, uh, yes, we sexually. We, uh, hard to say. I don't really get it, but I'm gonna say yes. They they like the positive messages of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and the pretty pretty hair. As far as I can <laughs> tell, I, from what I understand, it is a it is a mix of things. There is an element of. Uh, the weird thing that I don't understand where uh, if if it is a cartoon, uh, nerds will watch it even if it's for children. <laughs> They'll give it a lot of extra points for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and if it's if it's good for a thing that is for children... They'll be like, hey, but it's good for a kid's thing. And you'll be like, but it's still for kids, though. I think it's also if it has a, a large world attached to it. Yeah. Like if they're part of a whole community and yeah, world that they yeah. can they can uh, get into yeah. the intricacies of. But they really love the positive message. I mean, the great thing about the bronies is these guys have decided they're all, I mean, they're nerds who have decided to nerd out about something. Right. Like that's the sort of the baseline of this is that they're they're going to be nerds about something. And so they looked at the different stuff they could be nerds about, and they thought, well, it would be cool if it's we were... this or Digimon. <laughs> yeah. No, that's taking all the passion out of it. That, that's, that's so calculated no, but, a way to no, view it. No, no, it's not a matter of calculation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter of powerful chemicals coursing through their bodies, driving them to... Put all the Zelda games collect, in order chronologically. Collect and categorize things. Yes, completionists. Yes, yeah, so, so they're, they're nerds by nature. Right. You know, I think some people are nerdier than others by nature. You know, my my wife You're thinking is... of some people are naughtier by nature. <laughs> That's true. Well, not because I hate some, you. <laughs> some people are down with OPP. Some people are not. Well, you um, know me. <laughs> 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 Hip-hop for that one. Um, my, uh, my wife, for example, is perfectly happy to watch... Um, I, I don't know what is a nerdy thing that I like to do. I like to watch oh, Larry Santers. Uh, which is like a comedy nerd thing to do, right? And uh, she's more than happy to watch Larry Sanders with me. Or like, here's a thing that I did for a while is watch Battlestar Galactica. I watched Battlestar Galactica until, until it started to annoy and enrage me. Um, and I checked out. <laughs> but uh, for a while, I was watching Battlestar Galactica. She was perfectly happy to watch Battlestar Galactica with me. But she does not She does she not nerd get, out about she it. She does not nerd out about it. She thinks it's an interesting show and enjoys watching it, just as she would, would enjoy watching, I don't know, Damages or something like that. Some other show that's a real B plus, A minus. She can take or leave. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, she just doesn't have that. So you either have it or you don't have it. So These you- dudes are nerds. And they have a lot of 
And, and they very much to their credit, they decided we're all going to be a community together. And I think they it started out with some guys, people who were friends from a message board. And they all decided that they were going to be fans of this. Apparently, the new My Little Mm -hmm. Pony cartoon is relatively good. Mm -hmm. Um, And they all decided that they love the positive messages of the new My... And the fact that it's relatively good. And so they decided to be uh, fans of that. And I'm going to get into them. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm going to be a nerd about bronies. Yeah. Yeah, brownies. Yeah. <laughs> you should also oh, be a nerd about brownies. Those are those mm, are people big time nerd who about love My Little Pony and scat porn. <laughs> oh, jeez! Oh, I thought it was going to have something to do with Girl Scouts or cookies or no, something. No, yeah, it's no. it's shitting, Ugh. sexual sexual shitting. Good so, times. 2012 is the right. year. Yeah, and um, look, I've I I personally have had a lot of challenges in 2012. I don't know how you guys have been having it thus far in the year, but. You know, I, I it's mean, smooth sailing. Oh, it's smooth been, sailing for me. You know, Jordan, yeah. you you were unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a shit show for me. Yeah, we should. Ma- I don't know if we, we've mentioned that you're working now. People uh, yeah, keep sending uh, yeah, me emails. I, uh, yeah. Yes, I, I okay. Yes. You did mention on the show. Okay, so uh, Jordan is working now, but Jordan was unemployed, and um, you know, I, I've got a new baby, and uh, I'm just... he's unemployed. The baby oh, can't man. find a fucking job. Yeah, the baby so can't even get it weight. together to fill out the fucking paperwork to get unemployment checks. Jeez. Um, um, apparently he wasn't paying into unemployment insurance, so it's a whole thing. Um, anyway, I, I, you know, it's, it's been very challenging, uh, 2012. And, and when I was in Europe, uh, working my fucking ass off. <laughs> that's, that's a really hard transition to make. It's been really challenging when I was in Europe. Okay. Uh, well, I should explain. I, went out, I was in Europe working 14 hour days. Okay. All right. That makes it Every day. Um, so when I was in Europe and, uh, and certain challenges went up, it's possible that a, a guest on this program went on a friend of ours, very popular podcast and talked shit about us. Um, I, I was, I, 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 something came into focus for me. And that is a theme for the year 2012. Now, you don't know this, but, you know, I, I, I like to have personal themes. I, and I like to extend those themes to an organization uh, that I'm the sort of de facto leader of called the Boner Society. I should explain, in, in case you don't know, <laughs> the Boner Society has nothing to do, only metaphorical connections to uh, the phallus. Mm-hmm. Um, the Boner Society is really built around the theme of being all that you can be, just as, just as the boner is the apotheosis of the wiener, uh, so the Boner Society seeks to reach for the stars in, in all of our endeavors. Um, in fact, our, our slogan, uh, Ad Astra, in Latin, uh, reflects that. Um, so I, I have in past, I've talked about, or you may remember, Jordan, when I turned 27, um, and I, I use the metaphor of a baseball player's age 27 season when he tends to peak. Okay. Now, research suggests that while a baseball player's best season may come at age 27, with each passing year, while he may become somewhat slower, he will also become more, more powerful. So if a, player is, uh, if a player has great skills, he can become stronger and stronger as the years go on, uh, despite the fact that he's getting older. So he can grow wily, number one. He can grow wise, number tr- two. And he can grow more powerful. 
Like an ape. Exactly. Which brings me to my theme for 2012 in the face of adversity. My theme is more powerful than ever. Okay. That's nice. What about more ape-like than ever? <laughs> I mean, you can just, you know, you can more, like oh, more learn s- to open a open a melon with your feet. Sure, learn American Sign Language. Absolutely. Love Get a kitten. A kitten. <laughs> yeah, love a kitten. Love a number of kittens. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I am... I, I am encouraging all of our Jordan Jesse Go fans to get on board with this theme, more powerful than ever. Mm-hmm. Just in, instead of acquiescing to whatever forces are arrayed against you, crush them. Crush them as like, an ape will crush a pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm it. telling you, I think it's more ape-like. Well, I mean, I think that's, that's sort of the par- parenthetical. Okay. More powerful, more ape-like. Okay. Um, so that, that and that can be you know your 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 sort of uh, uh, talisman your your yeah. for mm-hmm. it sure well I a would love I would love to see a graphic for more powerful than ever 2012 like a silver that features an ape going ape <laughs> <laughs> more powerful than ever sub headline going ape yeah that's great going ape with an apostrophe. Mm. Because that's what we do when our enemies, <laughs> like Slippery Snatch, <laughs> the devious Slippery Snatch. Wait, so you're saying more powerful going grape. Going like a grape <laughs> ape, yes. Who probably exists in the same universe as Slippery, as slippery Snatch. Slippery Snatch, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think it's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Here's what I, here's what I hope, Jordan. Mm. Um, it just so happens that because we have a friend at... Uh, a certain corporation based in Redmond, Washington, which I shan't say the name of, um, we happen to have uh, an Xbox console device downstairs. And you so... It, it was formerly a box? Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Later... We've, we've shaved off the corners. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's now a dodecahedron. All right. Um, we, uh, and I would like to make this, uh, I would like to make this theme for 2012, the subject of a creative project, mm. uh, on, on the part of our community. Um, and, and I'm just interested to see what folks can come up with, uh, on this theme of 2012, more powerful than ever. Um, I'm talking about visual art. I'm talking about short films. I'm talking about songs. An ape who can sign that. Mm-hmm. An ape who can... Teaching an ape to sign more powerful than ev- ever, fine animal gorilla. Absolutely. And this is... Wait, he's going to fr- sign the whole fr- that whole phrase? Yeah. Okay. February... <laughs> That's what Coco said about herself. She's called uh, herself fine animal gorilla. Have you... St- oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll bring, bring it back later. February is the month to do this. Mm-hmm. I hope that people will share them both in our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, if you're not, if you haven't already liked Jordan Jesse Go on Facebook, please do so. And in our forum at forum.maximumfun.org, please share these projects on the theme of more powerful than ever. Uh, we'll send an Xbox to someone. This is really Ooh. true. We really do have an Xbox. Wow. Um, that really was gifted to us by a certain unnamed corporation. <laughs> I bet you can't figure out which one it was. Mm-mm. Um, I'm it, guessing Del Monte. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they actually they did send us some Del Monte fashion piece. <laughs> sure. 
Um, this is, I mean, I could, I could not be more excited about this. That's a fun um, project. This is going to be tremendous. I mean, the the apes that are going to be going ape in this in this <laughs> thing. I'm seeing, I, I, I'm seeing animations. People are going to create. Uh, people are going to create short films. Mm-hmm. Uh, freestyle rapping. F- freestyle rap, written raps. Sure, both. M- people might be even put a little effort into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's also so. part. We got a rapper. We got a couple of rappers listening to this program. Are they nerdcore rappers? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, they know how to download a podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, absolutely. That, that taps uh, you in the realm of nerd. Anyway, uh, I, I, month of February yeah. is make it happen month for 2012, more powerful than ever. Sub, sub headline, going ape. Yay. I'm so I, excited to be a part of that. <laughs> it's and and this is great, and I support it 100%. Are we to believe that there is a listener However, out there who doesn't already own an Xbox? <laughs> well, you can... But wants can, one. Yeah, right. Well, look, the Xbox is ancillary. Mm-hmm. And I know people with multiple Xboxes. It seems like... Sure. No, you can, I, you can like probably find coins. a use. Yeah, put, it, put it on your TV in your uh, bedroom. There you go. Mm-hmm. Look, if you if you don't want the Xbox, if you want us to donate to donate to charity and send you a couple T-shirts instead, we're happy to do that. Yeah. And look, we might send. We'll probably send a couple of T-shirts to people who just send in something really cool. I know this isn't about the prizes. Right. We have this cool prize because thank you very much to our our friend who sent it to us. Um, he found it in a storeroom. It was sort of left over <laughs> at the end of the year in their promotional. It so much more special. Uh, well, I, look, <laughs> Xboxes are great. I have an Xbox. They're it's terrific. Tremendous. I think we both, we both, yeah, uh, me and Jordan both, both love our love Xboxes. Product, uh, sure. But um, uh, you know, it's a it's a tremendous machine. We're happy to have it. I think this is a great way to use it up. Yeah. Um, but I would be doing this whether or not we had the Xbox. For the love of the game. Absolutely, <laughs> for the love of the game. Um, for the love of apes. This is this is going to be. I mean, this is like this is my best thing that I've thought of in years. This new theme. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Not just because, not just because it's a great idea for you know stuff for the show, or just because people are going to be putting cool stuff in the Facebook group, but because I think that this is really going to change people's lives. There's people out there who are facing challenges, and they you know whether it's you know someone who is rude to them on their podcast. Someone who was rude to them on their podcast and then went on Greg <laughs> Fitzsimmons' podcast and was rude about their podcast, whether it's, you know, they're working too much and they miss their baby, Wh- whatever it is. I mean, granted, I'm not very empathetic. I have a hard time thinking of what other people's <laughs> problems might be. But w- whatever it is, more powerful than ever is the theme that is going to play in their head as they destroy their enemies, as they crush their enemies like so many paper cups in their hands. Like someone, like, 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 uh, like a, a fist cocked back. Exactly. In, in ready to strike. Exactly. So you're, you're gaining the power. Like a fucking like crossbow. A, like a yeah. coiled, like a coiled rattlesnake. Like you're fucking ratcheting back a yeah. crossbow. Yeah. So it looks like you're getting small. It looks like you're getting away from your target. You're not. No. <laughs> you're not. You know what's in your fucking crosshairs? Your enemies. Every, yeah. The fucking people standing between you and ultimate success yeah. is what's in your fucking crosshairs. And you are going to take them down. Mm-hmm. You're going to take them out. More powerful than ever, 2012. Going ape. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, magical pony. Do you guys mind if I go away? You're not a just second? an enthusiast. No, anymore. now I am. Now you, go, you've transformed. <laughs> now everyone gets to imagine that. You've emerged from your pupa. <laughs> Jordan, I've got great news. Okay. She just found out she's a real princess. Uh, <laughs> that's a callback, Eliza. Okay. To a Something very popular bit from the past. Four or five years ago. Wow. Um,. Uh, do you guys mind if I go ape for a second? Yeah, go ape. <laughs> there's something that has been weighing upon... I'll just be over here going chimp. Uh, there's been... I'm a pony. <laughs> <laughs> there's something that's been weighing upon me for a while that I really needed a form to get out there, and I think that this podcast is going to be it. Sure. I am here today before you to stand up to people who stand up to hypocrites. I am sick and tired of people who are sick and tired of hypocrisy. I am here to support hypocrites and hypocrisy. Sounds like you're speaking generally about something specific. I am. St- this is <laughs> my. Yeah, it sounds like you had a bad run-in with an uh, an anti-hypocrisy advocate. This is my my slogan. My slogan for for uh, the foreseeable future is going to be standing up. To those who stand up to hypocrisy, because what is this? Freshman year, give me a fucking break. Yeah. Because, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. what prompted this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we need to know. I don't know. Just, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say Ron Paul. Um, (laughs) This isn't a political show. It's not Ron. It actually isn't Ron Paul. um, But it is the... I don't, you know, it's totally not Ron Paul. I actually, I agree with Ron Paul on a fair number of things, but it is this. Um, it, it, it's something on uh, not wanting to use the same bathroom as a gay man. <laughs> you agree with him? That's your. Well, and no, only, I mean, only having both, first names for all your names. We're both <laughs> right. We're both not racist, but we do hire racists to write our <laughs> newsletters. Sure. Um, hey, here's the thing, I. But if like a gay is going to the bathroom, you'll in a place where you are, you'll go across the street. So you don't catch it. Yeah. Right. Oh well. That's where I mean that's where it festers toilet seats. <laughs> well, you guys We're kidding. We're kidding. No, I'm not a homophobe. I know that you can't catch AIDS from a or you can't catch gay from a toilet seat. <laughs> AIDS on the other hand. AIDS from you a catch toilet AIDS. seat. That's where. Um okay. Uh it's it's not uh it, it, it's not a, it, it's this I I feel like when you call someone out on hypocrisy, what you should actually be calling them out on is some matter of actual merit. Like, the reality is that there is no one in the world who does not fail at making their practice match their rhetoric. If your practice does not match your rhetoric then maybe your ambitions are not high enough. And if your, if your practice does not match your rhetoric, and if your practice does match yeah. your rhetoric, maybe you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, maybe you're just an inflexible jerk who doesn't care what other people think about anything. Um, I, 
I, I don't want to put I, I don't want to put too much I don't want to make this specifically an, uh, a discussion of politics because I don't think it really is just about politics. It's really for me more about the idea that um, it, it, that it, I would much rather have someone have high ideals and compromise them when it's necessary than have low ideals deliver on their low ideals and then be lauded for being consistent. I think, I think part of what you're saying, which I can agree with is the, the, the idea of like people having this attitude of, ha, I caught you. Yes. I gotcha. You, you said this, but then this other thing. So I gotcha. It's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Do you have a problem with either sides of, of that? <laughs> yeah. Did you not like what I said or not like what I did? Or did you, do you just enjoy the, ha, I gotcha. Which that's such a time waster. Because what what is this? A seventh grade debate? Yeah. Like there's <laughs> we're not playing a game. The real life is not a game of is not a game of I uh, pointing out I gotchas. This is you know I mean again not to get into politics, but this is why you know a sort of like pointing and laughing debate performance. Newt Gingrich is <laughs> is ultimately is ultimately problematic it's because the reality is that what no matter what side of the aisle you're on or no matter what your political values are um you know compromise is a necessary part of anything of anything of any interaction with a human being not just in terms of politics but in terms of just being a person in the world, you have to compromise constantly. Mm-hmm. And that does not make you a less good person. It, and it doesn't mean that you're any less of, uh, that you're striving any less to be good. And in fact, I think that it means that you're striving more to be good if you're... You're exploring different options. And, and- the question is, if, if, all that you're willing to, if all that you're willing to engage about someone is their fucking rhetoric, why don't you engage their actions? Why don't you say, you know, why don't you focus on whether they're good or bad rather than whether, whether their words match, match their up. deeds? Yeah. Yeah, and then I think that uh, that hypocrisy is such is something that people love to uh, yell about because it's almost impossible to identify in yourself. So like everyone <laughs> feels like they are the least hypocritical person in the world, but because they uh, they have recognized all of the compromising they've done, like they're like, oh well, yes, I, you know. I said they shouldn't make a sequel to Planet of the Apes, but then I went to see the new one. But that's just because everyone said it was good, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And that's it's it's become just such a, a villainized thing that, that like something an example like that. That sounds flexible. That sounds like <laughs> sure. You know, I allow what? for for change. Maybe my it's mind. maybe it's pretty good. Yeah, I allow for for uh, for I'm open to other options and uh, creative thinking and all of that stuff. Like, yeah, it's not good to hold other people to some sort of unfair standard that you don't hold yourself to that kind of hypocrisy. But changing your mind. No, not a problem. I just don't. I just don't want the world to be more like fucking thirteen-year-olds. It's like, <laughs> well, it's like the people. It's like those jerks that you play board games with, who are just jerks about uh, about the rules and like the nitpicky rules. Like, oh, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to get, I forgot to collect that card when I was on that spot. Sorry, sorry, you didn't do it. 
Really? Is that, is yeah, that a fun ru- way to play you're, this game? You're, ruin- you're ruining Das ist mein Grape for everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, let's play, let's, let's, let's have a little flexibility and enjoy this game. Sure. Uh, Who's, yeah. Whose grape is that, really? <laughs> das ist mein Grape! <laughs> Um, and yeah, but uh, I mean, again, not to make this about politics, but yeah, it seems like the person who's getting this a lot. Well, I guess I mean he's he's giving it probably more than anybody, but he's also getting it a lot. It's like Newt Gingrich. It's like people are saying like, well, Newt Gingrich uh, doesn't want women to have abortions, but he's been married three times. You know, like saying that that is somehow related. But to be fair, I think people who give that a lot get it a lot. Sure, people absolutely. Like, yeah, no, well, I think as you're much being as hypocritical, right. people are like, well, so are you. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes. But yeah, but I think people everything everything goes back to uh, Newt Gingrich cheats on wives. So therefore, how dare he say anything at all? Look, I think even most people who voted for Newt Gingrich think the man is a twat. Sure, he's (laughs) clearly clearly a bad human being. I don't I don't think I don't think even his most you know fiery supporter would say that the man is not a horrible human being. I think most of the people who voted for him were like, well, I agree with his politics, and he seems really bright. Sure. Like that. And then they're like, and I mean, I mean, a jerk. He's a got big, a big jerk, but not smart. Not a weird Mormon. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of moral, moral and emotional failings, certainly, but sure. that's not that important when you're president. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of the argument on behalf of Newt Gingrich, if I, if I might put myself in that position. But, sure. but I just think, I just think that there is this general quality of someone who gets in an argument and wants to have it as though they were a 13-year-old boy who just discovered having a debate. Mm -hmm. And that is they want to engage on semantic grounds rather than on real, rather than on grounds of what actually matters in the real world. And I think that that is much easier uh, because it frees you of the responsibility to make genuine judgments about actual things. Um, and I think it's bullshit. That's uh, that's what I have to say about that. I mean, I think that uh, <laughs> did this. I, I can't help but think this came up because of something very yeah, I specific. Feel like something really bad. I feel happened like no. This is you, store, I feel like or? there's that This American Life where they interview the um, the the uh, militia guys who take it upon themselves to catch illegal immigrants. And then at the end, you find out that one of them was was dumped by an illegal immigrant. I feel like, Jesse, what's your what's your illegal immigrant heartbreak story? I don't know. I mean, I, I was um, I, I was listening to our friend Julie Klausner's uh, great podcast. How was your week recently? And she did uh, she did an interview with David Cross, and she asked him a great question, which was. Um, what are you not angry about anymore that you used to be angry about? And David Cross's answer, which was equally great, was, I don't know, pretty much everything. <laughs> um, which, I mean, you can understand because David Cross is, I guess, in, what, he was about 45 now, I guess. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, a... Let's just see, he's got a legacy of being angry about different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... Maybe uh, being upset about things when he could be utilizing his comic genius <laughs> to make brilliant jokes sure. um, instead of just yelling about something. Um, I mean, he utilizes comic yeah. genius a more than fair amount. Where sure, sure. I don't, I don't feel He's like he's known we, to be a comedian. Yes, absolutely, a brilliant, brilliant man. But I, I, as he, as he was, as he was talking about, he, you know, he started talking about, um, uh, he started talking about uh, Gawker. He was talking about how, 
you know, the most the most artful takedown of I mean, this is it's a it's a very obvious point, but the most artful takedown of how stupid the people on uh, Jersey Shore are is the is still the reason that Jersey Shore is on television and that they get paid millions of dollars. And so his uh, all he sort of was able to come to as an adult was to a no longer be enraged do they get paid millions of dollars because what are you going to do? There's always going to be talentless people who get paid a lot of money just because they were in the right place at the right time and someone exploited them in the proper way. Um, and and B, to just try and get to a place where he could disengage from that kind of bullshit. And I think that this is this is exactly that kind of bullshit that you just really have to... You really have to stand apart from and think about what do you actually want to spend your time and energy on? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that I have a real problem with. And it also kind of makes me feel old <laughs> that I feel like a lot of younger people love watching and consuming stuff that they hate. They're like, can you believe how terrible this is? I'm like, why not consume something that we someone put a lot of effort into and perfected and made good why not appreciate something that is done well instead of like can you believe what a shit show this is <laughs> <laughs> like, no i i can't it's really really bad why are we watching it sometimes i think of there's this scene in um uh, there's this scene in larry sanders uh where um uh where larry has to uh larry has to do live commercials on the show and he doesn't know how to shill for something he doesn't believe in mm-hmm. and uh cuz he doesn't really believe in anything and uh, he he asks hank his sidekick how to uh, uh played by jeffrey tambor how to do it and and hank says well you just think about something you really believe in and uh larry asks him what he thinks of and uh hank says i just think of america all she stands for <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta believe in something yeah exactly i it's mean i just irony era i mean i'm not and here's the other thing like i am not against uh I, i'm not against being opposed to things either uh, i just um you know i would rather that people spend their time and energy being opposed to things that are consequential in consequential <laughs> ways uh rather than just bickering about rhetoric and and also that people be people engage things in a way that's humane i mean i feel like the essential problem with the um the essential problem with the um hypocrisy argument is is that it 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 inhumanizes it dehumanizes your opponent it turns them into a sort of as sort of set of logic flashcards um so that you can say well if a doesn't equal b then b is wrong rather than emotionally engaging them as a human being who might have a different opinion than you about something um or who might be doing something wrong or whatever um and that is a really i mean that's that's just gross to me it's, <clears throat> it's, it's and and it's it's a cop out it's really about trust, though, right? I mean, it's, it's can we trust this person? It's trying to debunk whether or not they're, they are trustworthy. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? And, uh, but I feel like when you hear this kind of thing, I am almost – I wouldn't I'll maybe almost say that someone who makes the hypocrite argument doesn't really care about it themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. They are just trying 
to take the person down. Like the guy who's going to vote for Newt Gingrich is going to vote for Newt Gingrich and is just looking for every reason in the world to tell everyone else to vote for Newt Gingrich. And just an easy thing to do is to say like, well, uh, Barack Obama said he would, you know, uh, get rid of Guantanamo and then he didn't. What a hypocrite. Like this guy doesn't care about that. Like he just is looking for something to yell about so everyone else votes for Newt Gingrich, you know? So I kind of I feel like when I do hear that like when people scream hypocrisy at something, that's just the first thing they thought well, of. And, uh, it's fighting, like you smell, you know. And fighting hypocrisy is also a, such a, a easy cop out to be able to hold on to terrible ideas and actions <laughs> sure like well it would be hypocritical to change it now sure yeah i gotta we gotta keep doing that can't can't admit that maybe this was not a great idea in the first place yeah yeah but i th- I mean i think that every you know every human being except for only the most insane thinks that compromise is a good thing but you know just it, i think when you're in that situation where you've already decided to hate something you can just call compromise hypocrisy, you know, and then that's, you've, you know. Because hypocrisy is a bad word. Sure, exactly. It's really big, mm-hmm. and it has that hard C sound, mm-hmm. which is threatening. Yeah, it's got some Latin roots. Sure. So here's the good news, guys. <clears throat> I'm more powerful than ever. Yay! So we have almost certainly stamped out this problem. With yeah, I mean, it just between 17 the time, minutes of Between podcasting. the time we started talking about it and now... It's now no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. We've destroyed our enemies like so many paper cups in our hands. Do you think that maybe you should get some ape sound effects for when you do this to an issue and you can just, just oh, play that yeah. and really, really go ape on the issue? Maybe we should just clip out the part <laughs> from Rise of the Planet of the Apes where he finally says no. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that maybe that says we it all. can't put any parts from Rise of the Planet <laughs> oh, of the Apes. Right, it'll make me sad. Okay, mm. Rise of the Planet it, of the Apes is really sad if because you're if you're a dad. Um, it's about how sons it's about sons abandoning their dads. It'll never happen. Don't worry. Yeah, well, that's a whole. That's exactly what <laughs> I'm happens. To reassure you. No, but you're just lying. He'll, to he'll me. look at you and say no, and then uh, the world will contract a disease. And apes will become our masters. I sh- never should have had an ape baby. Oh, yeah. that's, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that was the situation. You didn't know I have an ape baby? Uh, no, no. The, the pictures appeared to be a human child. They shave, oh, him. They shave him daily because they're oh. ashamed. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, well, we wax him down there. Oh, dear. <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasant. Oh, yeah, come on. What is this, the 70s? Come on. Get rid of that pubic bush, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, pubic bush baby. <laughs> that could be Slippery Snatch's pets. Oh, man. Jordan, I look, I've never just repeated someone else's joke on this program, but Sarah Thire made a tweet that... Um, uh, you, you did that whole line of... You did that whole chunk of dialogue from Larry Sanders. Yeah, that's true. I did. Uh, I, <laughs> Sarah Thire made this tweet. Our friend Sarah Thire, uh, past guest on this program. She's great. Made a tweet that made me laugh, that is still making me laugh three weeks later. Uh, she said, uh, I don't care if it's not feminist to get a Brazilian. I love it. It makes my vagina look huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, too. 
we are, do women get self-conscious about the size of their vagina? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's next to next to the bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're like so. how much of this is hair and how much of this is exactly vagina? Yeah, yeah. So in comparison, it looks much better. Uh, okay, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, regular pony. Oh, you've been demoted. <laughs> this has been a real journey for you, well, this show. That might be a that might be a promotion. We're gonna have to ask our listeners in uniform. Oh yeah. Is is being regular better than being magical? Yeah. I guess there's like the Spider Man argument with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now yeah. are you freer to just, you know... I can just live my life. Prance about. Exactly. Have some oats. Oh, yeah. I still prance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean to apply that you weren't prancing. She could still <laughs> inspire people like Misty of Chincoteague. Exactly. Yeah. Inspirational pony. How and you that? can still kill the Kaiser like Warhorse. That's... I don't think that's what the Warhorse <laughs> did. Did Warhorse personally kill the Kaiser? He did stomp <laughs> him to death. <laughs> little wow. shaky hoof holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it ends. <laughs> And just before Warhorse shoots, the Kaiser says, Now you are just like me. And the Warhorse learns that. And the Warhorse says, No, no. Exactly. Know. And then he <laughs> spares the Kaiser. Right before he shoots, the Kaiser says, Hello, Warhorse. Vise a long face. <laughs> and then that's the credits, because it can't get better than that. So when something happens to our listeners that they consider to be momentous, we ask them to give us a call for a segment we call Momentous Occasions. And boy, have they given us telephone calls, Jordan. Our faithful intern, Joe, has screened them for us, and uh, I'm about to play them for everyone to hear. How's that for a setup? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that very clearly lays out the premise of this. I, I, I mean, understand. It was close. I would say it was close to incoherency, but yeah. it was not quite incoherent. It was a little rambly, wouldn't make a good elevator pitch. Yeah, I mean, I would say that not quite incoherent is pretty much the standard that we shoot for on Jordan Jesse Go on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis, I should say. I mean, that fit the standard of not quite incoherent. So it wasn't there you quite go. incoherent, so yeah. Hi, Jesse, Jordan, and possible guest. I am calling with a momentous occasion. On this past weekend, I went into a pet store to buy uh, cat food. Yes, I'm one of those guys. And... Oh, you feed your cats. (laughs) (laughs) One of those guys. On the way towards the front, I saw a father and a daughter whispering and giggling. So I get up front, there's a line. I get in line behind a woman with a cart. And then I hear that little girl's giggling getting louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden I hear the little girl scream, Mom, look! And the little girl is doing this maniacal little jig jumping around with one of those stitch collars around her neck. The dog satellite dishes that prevents them from getting at their stitches. And I'm biting the inside of my lip trying not to laugh out loud because I could see the mom has the stern face on. But then I bust out laughing like a lunatic when... The mother cocks back her head, looks for her husband, and then yells out loud, Steve! 
Again? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Way to go. Dads are the best kind of family member. Dads are the best kind of family member. They're even better than uncles because they're there all the time. <laughs> I love that. That's gonna. That's this. This girl's like standard joke now. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think when you're a little kid and you like discover that something is funny, you're gonna do it you know, all the time. Yeah, your your instinct is to repeat it. <laughs> My poor dog Coco had to have a surgery because she got something in her paw and it mm. ended up getting infected, and she had to wear one of those collars and it was not the clear plastic kind it was like a softer kind made of sort of nylon um fabric and it was marked on our bill as elizabethan collar (laughs) (laughs) oh i wish it had been which is nice ruffles and everything yeah i mean it's nice because it's good for surgeries and then also if we ever go to the ren fair Sure. Uh, we've yeah. got something to, you know. Or have to meet the queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should come with little opera glasses, too. <laughs> we are most amused. <laughs> Hi, uh, this uh Jordan and Jesse. Uh, this is Maggie Galena from Indianapolis, and I am calling with a momentous occasion. Um, so I was driving to work, and I was stuck at a particularly long traffic light, that is still kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, And I look across the road and I see these two squirrels jumping around doing acrobatics. And um, so, of course, I assume that they're in a tiny squirrel fight. And I start thinking about all the things that squirrels could fight about. Um, For example, one of them, since it's winter, uh, one of them stole the other one's acorns, um, and now they don't have enough food to get them through. Then I started imagining Chip and Dale and if they ever got in fights. And I couldn't really remember because I've really only ever seen three Chip and Dale cartoons. It was a contentious relationship, um, famously contentious. Because that's what I had on my VHS when I was a child, but I watched it many times. And then I stopped thinking about tiny squirrel fights, and I look over back at the squirrels, and they are no longer doing acrobatics. One is on top of the other, and they are writhing around, uh, and they are having squirrel sex. And I feel as if my innocence has just been destroyed. It's called squawking. (laughs) That is just like Chip and Dale. Except yeah. they were chipmunks and not yeah, squirrels. Yeah. I mean, that was all sexual tension. Oh, God. Yeah, it was boiling. <laughs> that Boiling. That rescue ranger was all about... Uh, right. Yeah. Rescuing their genitals from their pants. <laughs> yeah, get them out of there. Sure. It's on fire. That Gidget or whatever her name was, she was just like, God damn it. There's no way to break there's, into this. There's three. She, <laughs> she says, there are three talking chipmunks and... Two of them are dudes, I'm a lady, and the, the dudes are homos. Oh, big time. That's what she's saying to herself. God damn it. Yeah. All the good ones are gay, right? <laughs> right, girlfriend? It's true. I mean, it's rude. <laughs> it's rude of her. I don't think it was... I thought it was rude of her to call them homos. It's not a yeah. nice thing to say. Well, but it was a different era, so... It, and yeah, also... It wasn't understood well, the, to I mean, the given Disney the Disney afternoon context. was famously homophobic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. It, yeah. It, uh, there were a lot of secret messages in there. I thought that in the in the call, she was going to say that when she looked back, they were wearing tiny boxing gloves. Oh, <laughs> I was that would really be really looking forward to that. Yeah. No. That does seem more plausible. <laughs> Yeah, I can understand how you would assume that that's what would actually happen. 
We also ask people to call in when something particularly shameful happens to them for our segment, Moments of Shame. Hey, Jordan and guests. I know Jesse's out on vacation, so I guess I won't say hi to him. Uh, I have a moment. I I came back from vacation. Vacation is permanent. And number one, I wasn't on vacation. I was working. Number two, I'm back from vacation, from work. I'm back from working in Europe to entertain and inform the people of the world on the subject of menswear. I I hate this guy already. I hate this guy. I'm turning. I've got this guy in my fucking crosshairs, and I'm ratcheting back Uh, the crossbow. No, you're gonna go ape or possibly a moment of shame. I guess that's for you to decide. Uh, I had bought Fallout New Vegas as a uh, on a Steam sale this past month, and so I decided I wanted to play it. Uh, and so Saturday what I did was I moved my computer and my computer monitor into my bedroom and said... Wait, do you know what he just said? No. Uh, yes, uh, Fallout is a, uh, a game from the same company that brought you Skyrim. It's a post-apocalyptic version uh eliza is any of this helping you out yeah, i yeah, think yeah. It, first it person shooter kind of thing yeah it's more of an rpg but it has oh, a okay. first person right. uh perspective all right wait all right. i think i've seen it fallout is like skyrim yeah but it's it's it's, it's set in a in a in a kind of a post-apocalyptic wasteland oh and you go around do you have to collect flowers uh do not know i'm sure there's a fair amount of collecting it seems to be one of the things of these games is that the one that's in like post-apocalyptic dc area <clears throat> Yes, and New yeah. Vegas is uh, is the add-on where you go to a post-apocalyptic Vegas. All right, yeah, I've seen that. All right. What about lavender? We all, we all I mean, up? that's technically that's a flower, but you could also probably <clears throat> call it an herb. Well, I think that I would guess that because the apocalypse has happened, there's not a lot of vegetation. I think yeah. that these are kind of barren wastelands. How do you do alchemy? Well, I think you'd probably do a little what more What if you like... want to make potions or poisons? I don't think that's yeah. part of the post-apocalyptic i think you may be uh, maybe collecting more like gears and nuts and bolts to kind of to kind of make weapons and things like that oh like mecha weapons yeah however you need to say it yeah. oh like like dwemer weapons well I, like the ancient dwemer sure like the dwemer yeah gotcha up so that i could do it in bed uh and then i didn't get up the entire day from my bed uh, except one time to get a six-pack of beer and put it next to my bed so that I could drink beer while I played. And then another time I got up because the pizza delivery guy showed up and gave me my pizza. Uh, those were the only two times I got up out of bed and stopped playing, and then I played until oh. four in the morning. Uh, so I, I don't oh. know if that's sad or cool. Uh, your decision. Bye. You, re- you really don't know? <laughs> You're not sure? Yeah, boy. Uh, I can't tell if these bed sores are a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> but I got them now, so uh, you tell me. Uh, <laughs> I got these bumps on my dick. <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah. I'm, it's for I'm, you to decide. It's I'm, for you to call. I'm... I would be I would be a, a dirty hypocrite if I uh, <laughs> criticized someone for for playing video games. But yes, let's all just own up to the fact that it's a little bit sad. And, <laughs> you know, hey, our friends, our, our friends on the uh, wonderful podcast, my brother, my brother, and me, our, our Max Fun pals, are uh, professional video game journalists. Two out of the three of them are, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of their fans are c- come to them from that world. So they will often get questions from a video game enthusiast perspective, which I think is absolutely tremendous. I mean, A, a plus for that. Uh, the question that most amused and delighted me, it's an advice show, 
for the modern era. A wonderful, hilarious program. Any Jordan Jesse Go fan that hasn't at least given it a listen, I just give it a listen. It's a great, great show. Uh, this guy, <laughs> I can't, I can't even believe this was real, but it was such a sweet email. It, it really was real. He said he emailed in to say this was his dilemma that he needed advice on. He had this serious girlfriend. She lived in another town, and she was moving into his town, and. He thought that was really great because he really loved her. But the problem was he had a really good routine set. He went to work at 8. He came home at 6, went to Taekwondo, got home from Taekwondo at 7 or 8, and then played video games till midnight. And he was worried that his girlfriend was going to eat into his video game time. I'm worried worried that this whole growing up thing is going to affect my life the way I live it. Uh, I'm not sure. I have to do all that that fucking. That can can take upwards of an hour from from start to finish. The best part was, to me, the 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 really best was the Taekwondo (laughs) part. He goes to Taekwondo for an hour. And the man has discipline. You got to hand it to him. Yeah, he's also got Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got ass kicking ability yeah. as well. Do you I think mean, that's do you think that's like in the Taekwondo teacher's book of ethics? Like maybe if someone has Asperger's and they don't understand, you know, they have a hard time with like social cues. Do they need to? Is it responsible to teach them how to kill with their hands? Sure, they they still. I mean, they they they, <laughs> they still have to defend themselves, and yeah. and they and they learn. To, it's it's not that they don't understand them; it's that they they have to learn them. Once know? they get themselves, so you're saying once they get themselves into trouble from misreading social cues, they may find themselves in a situation exactly. where they need to kick some serious ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. no, you're right. It's probably more useful than it yeah. is than it is detrimental. I um I I was briefly considering taking up a martial art. I, I was thinking about one of the martial arts with less kicking in the face. One of the dancing ones. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't ready to go full capoeira. Um, but I was thinking, you know, there's a there's a sort of there's a Japanese martial art that's very pushing based, uh-huh. <laughs> mostly pushing based, and uh, I thought, well, maybe I'll do this thing, you know. I, I, every few months, decide that I should get into some sort of martial art. I never have, though. Yeah, so, I, and because I really needed, a, I really need something have to get me out of the house. Have you gone as far as to buy the nunchucks? I've gone as far as to buy the martial arts for dummies book. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and can you use that? As, is that heavy? Can you strike with it? How do you, do you I think, throw it? I think it's propping up a stack of other books at this oh, okay, point. Okay, sure. So. Have you attended a ladies' self-defense class? No, but I got invited to one. There was a there was a lady comedian's one. Really? Yeah, a female comedian organized this whole this, lady it's becoming, it's something it's be, yeah, that you do in between self-defense. astrology retreats. Yeah, yeah, they, there was the one of those too. Oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah. The, you know the the male comedy world does not organize in this way. I'm always surprised <laughs> yeah. to hear Do about you... the kind of solidarity and activity focusedness. One time Do you know how many book the... clubs there are? I bet there's a ton. I personally have been invited to three different lady comedy book clubs. Wow. One time Paul Shear came over and uh, he and Rob Hubel and Michael Sarah and a couple of other people had just gone to a Weird Al concert. Oh, That's okay. Fun. Yeah. So they probably have a Weird Al concert going to club. Mm-hmm. What do you... Th- what, what do you... 
th- do you think that exists in other worlds that aren't comedy? That that the ladies so. in a business will all get together and do a thing? I think so. And what? especially, you know, especially once people have started getting married. And mm-hmm. so they're like, well, okay, what do I do for socializing? I'm not going out and meeting guys. I, I, we do our couple things. And then... Well, I only have a small amount of time left over from all of that, and that's, and that's only left so for ladies. So it's got to be highly organized. It's got to be really organized. Sure. Exactly. Okay. I've got to do all of them at once, and let's, let's prepare for it by it's, reading an entire book. <laughs> sure. Let's prepare for it with The Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not the, probably not The Hunger Games, right? That's probably no, not what you're no, reading in these. No, no. Uh, Something more high minded. My, <laughs> my wife took a uh, lady self defense class some years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was the, the whole nine yards. I mean, if you've seen the King of the Hill episode where Bobby Hill yells, That's no. not your purse, <laughs> um, then you know what she did. And then uh, she was living in uh, communist Cuba. And uh, guy was uh, like uh, in an alley uh, hitting on her and then started trying to grope her. And uh, she was telling him not to and he was ignoring her. She fucking kicked his ass. Yeah. She fucking left him in a crumpled heap on the ground. Good. That's fucking awesome. My wife is the most mild-mannered person I've ever known in my entire life. Fucking left him in a crumpled heap on the ground. When she's pushed, she can go ape. She can fucking go ape. More powerful than ever. Mm-hmm. My wife my wife grew a human inside of her and then took it outside of her using the force of her muscles. It's pretty powerful. Unbelievable. Anyway, well, I, I looked you, up I, the... I have one more question about yeah. female, uh, <laughs> female comedian stand-up. I am an expert. Uh, or female comedy self-defense class. Okay. Do you think that you would have a hard time taking down Paula Poundstone? Like she, I imagine she's coming to this, right? Is she the well, one no, you're no, most no, afraid no, no. of? We she's got those linebacker other. shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We don't that fight each other. That may be some fight... sort of costume uh, trick. You think that's she's not built like that underneath the... She the probably is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you fight the guy in, the, in all the padding. Oh. You know, we, we're, it, we've got a sisterhood. Okay, so you're not you're not scrapping with Joy Behar. No, no, no. All right. No, yeah. Elaine Boozler? No, no. Yeah, well, you know, when fucking Boozler goes off on the yeah. racial tirade, <laughs> she's got to get, you've got to sock her in the mouth. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, uh, I, looked at the, I looked on the internet at the uh, listing for this place that's near my house that teaches this pushing-based uh, Japanese martial art. <laughs> I hope art. that's the only name for it, pushing-based Japanese martial art. And, uh, and it said, and I, I, don't know, I don't know what I was picturing. I mean, I'm willing to do what people tell me to do. I'm pretty good. And I was willing to exercise. I didn't want to do something where I have to do a lot of push-ups. <laughs> you know, that was sort of like, I was willing to be disciplined and thoughtful, but I didn't want to do a lot of push-ups. I didn't want to get hit in the face a lot. Mm-hmm. I was willing to get thrown around a little bit. So you were looking for like the video game where well, you get to... No, I mean, I was willing to get thrown around a little bit, and I, but I just didn't want to get kicked in the face. All right, the money you know, maker. That doesn't... Yeah, look. <laughs> this is where the bucks come from, yeah. sister. Sure. It's insured by Lloyd's of London. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I'm famous. a male prostitute without what? this. What? I, wow, I Did didn't I think not, you were going there. Sorry, I didn't... Was that the project that you yeah, were working yeah, on? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, now I understand yeah, the whole Europe prostitution. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I go to Europe. He was the, he was the personal Milan. guest of the Sheik. Wow. Yeah. He was on the Sheik's yacht yeah. while they were just, you know. I suck Sheik dick for a living. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, usually you die before you before you get let go. At you the die. point of orgasm. Usually they slit your throat at the point of orgasm. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> That's how sheiks do it. Um, I, uh, I read the Yelp reviews. I'm like, how do you figure out what's a good martial arts place? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'll go on Yelp. You know, it was either that or Angie's List. Oh, sure. no, yeah. So uh, I went on Yelp and it said, you know, if you're looking for a traditional martial arts disciplined environment. And I thought about it for a minute. And I thought, no, that actually sounds terrible. I'm looking for like a fusion type <laughs> yeah, environment. Yeah, I'm looking for, I don't know, like something with an element of Brazilian dance. I, <laughs> I think maybe capoeira. Is I think really... the problem yeah, is right? the only pro- here's the only problem is that I it's the choices are it's either going to be getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. There's going to like it'll either be dancing, mm-hmm. something dancing based, which is for girls and not me. Or for or for wiry dudes that uh, have a lot of sex with the girls that are in their classes. Oh, like the real weird weirdo, like you know the, the uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or just like or just like someone s- who's a little Anthony Kiedis esque. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. maybe that's <laughs> exactly a that's a perfect. Way to... There's a lot of burning sage in those places. Yeah, precisely. So that's really not... like he wears clothes to to highlight his pronounced pubic bone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, really that, that shirt is never quite yeah. long enough. Mm-hmm. Totally drawstring pants that are sure. sagging. Pants in are the a little front. low. Shorts a little. Uh, uh, shirt's a little short. Yeah. And uh um, looking good. So that I'm not I'm not down for. And and then the, uh, another choice is a place where the focus is on killing people. Uh I don't want to participate in that. That's the one where you get hit in the face a lot and also I just don't have a, any strong desire to kill people. Like I'm not a I'm competitive but I'm not especially physically competitive. I don't want to be a killing people guy. And so this pushing this pushing martial art, I thought that's the hot setup, but then I remembered like I don't want to. I want to do like you know what I should probably do. I should probably do like kendo. That's the one with swords, I'm the wooden say, swords. I think I think in in a, a few months to a year, maybe uh, some sort of a baby in me uh, martial oh, yeah. arts Put class. Put the baby in be, a Bjorn. Yeah, and then you punch the other dads in their babies. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you just kind of do like some Tai Chi kind of stuff and oh, yeah, rolling around good. and then let, and put them in cute outfits. My, da- my dad did Tai Chi. My, my dad did Tai Chi in his 50s and uh, he went, he entered some local push hands tournaments and I was very proud of him. Oh, yeah? yeah. Wait, is that when they actually do do like yeah, you, uh, it's sort of grapple? Like, or? It, yeah, it's sort of like grappling. Like you put your hands, you have to put your hands palm together and then you like push your chi through each other and then knock each other out. <laughs> But his, uh, that's, the that's boss where of you, his, you learned how to be a gay prostitute. Yeah, <laughs> the boss of his uh, Tai Chi joint uh, rolled through one time and they, they had a big open house. You know, he came from, from uh, uh, China and uh, did some magic tricks. And um, uh, I don't know, like, the, it, it was a real bummer because he did all this chi stuff. And, like, he did do some, like, he, like, broke some stuff in half with, like, his finger or, like, a dollar bill or something. (laughs) And, like, that was kind of neat. But then I was just like, yeah, but, I mean, that's just, like, you know. Anyone can do that. Cylinders or something. Well, I just want to see some magic powers, you know. And then he's like, now we're going to show some magic powers. And I was like, awesome. He's like, I'm going to focus my chi and make the room warm. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that's, like, I'd rather see somebody fly or something, but... (laughs) It's fine. We'll make the room warm. He's like, everybody close your eyes. I'm going to focus my chi and warm up the room. Fucking, the room was exactly the same. Exactly the same. And nobody was like, uh, hey, old Chinese guy, uh, 
The emperor's I, naked. I hate to tell you, but... Um, Why do you think it's the matter of the old Chinese guy could fucking kick your ass? He totally I mean, whether could. Whether or not he this could year. make the room warm, I think that if you, you know, if you called him out on that, you had a... You Seriously, know, he could kick your ass... punch you like a dollar bill. ...in slow motion. You could be fighting in fast motion. He could kick your ass in slow motion. I think, I think this is the class that you need to take. Slow motion fight? Tai Chi. What about the one where I fucking warm up the room using my chi powers? Well, maybe if you take the class, then you can feel it. Maybe, you, maybe, you yeah, just maybe you sure. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you it. didn't have an open oh, mind. That's a really good point. Yeah, I had. I actually. T- I went to in my in my weird uh, private middle school. I went to. Uh, there was a Tai Chi class. Really, and the Tai Chi teacher was. Uh, he was also did wushu. Which is like the sort of fat. It's a lot like Tai Chi. It's very, they're very. Tai Chi is derived from Wushu or vice versa, and but Wushu is fast and it's sort of like a performance form. Mostly, it's what uh, uh, it's the. It's, it's for picking up chicks. Yeah, it's what it's what a, it's lot, a lot of, of the, it's what yeah, a lot right. of like it's, the Hong like Kong. Sure, you 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 rappel off the wall and then you tell a woman that she's got spinach in her teeth. Oh yeah, yeah, that really hooks them. Bone down. <laughs> it's what a lot of like the Hong Kong action star guys do. Like it's like it's what if you go it's see. Real showy. Yeah, it's super. I mean, it is. It's a show. Like it's an extravaganza. It's designed for performance, and uh, he could do fucking insane, crazy shit. Like once every. Four or five months, he would do two things. First, he would like bring in a couple of his students from his wushu class, and they would do a little wushu demonstration that was in fucking sane, just insane. Like they'd be doing flips with knives and just throwing things at each other, and it was just insane. And the other thing is, he would just have people attack him, and he would just use his chi power fucking shit to deflect them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, we were thirteen years old. But these people, like the biggest kid in the class, could attack our Tai Chi master. And he would just stand there and he would like have his hand in front of him and he would just sort of fl- flick his wrist or something. Like as though, as though he was going like, as, as though he was going like, Jeeves, bring me a Manhattan. And the kid would just go, just, just oh. explode. Yeah, just <laughs> blonk, blonk, blonk. Like, I want to learn how to do the martial art where you, I don't want to learn how to punch people in the face. It sounds like this is the martial art you want to learn. But the idea of, the idea of like, someone attacking you and then you didn't do anything, but for some reason they're on the ground, that is really appealing to so me. do that. I know, but that's You not wouldn't a, get hit in the face. You wouldn't murder anybody. You I would are get kind good of chi dancing, pow- I would get but good not chi in powers. a girly way. And yeah. yeah, serious chi powers. I think you've got your answer, man. Should I, should I get some chi powers, Jordan? What I think it would be one problem is that I would have too many chi powers. It would over, overwhelm Jordan. It would be out of balance. So then Jordan, Jordan would have to do it with me. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just like stop jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> la, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy, detective. Eliza Skinner, magical pony. Oh, you're tremendous, you're Eliza back. Skinner. Yay. To being magical. Um, look, what do we got here? We got some fucking sponsors. Number one, makepixelart.com. That is not a request. That is an order. You know, uh, I don't know if I don't know how how you've been monitoring the JJ Go hashtag, Jesse, but uh, someone hashtag JJ Go went on makepixelart.com and made a great penguin who's waving at us oh that is awesome it was really amazing i wish i remembered someone's the person's twitter handle but um if you're listening please know that i really enjoyed your waving penguin that's adorable it was really cute thank you very much uh pixelart.com maker 
Makepixelart.com. You can make some pixel art. There's also an app for your smartphone. Okay, let's go to the Jumbotron, shall we? Oh, before we get off Make Pixel Art, oh, yeah. probably a great place to make something uh, for this year's slogan. Oh, of course. Fucking more powerful than ever. MakePixelArt.com. What an amazing combination. Going ape on that shit. Okay, what do we got right here? We got number one. Fucking personal ad. This is for men. My name is Kate. I'm a 29-year-old woman from Hamilton, New Jersey. I do computer things by day, and I draw fantasy bullshit by night. <laughs> this is a great personal ad. Interests include animals. That's not you editorializing. She actually said that. <laughs> well, she didn't say that it's great. I editorialized that it was great. Okay. No, but the bullshit part, that was not your editorial. Oh, no, no. She said she oh, okay. draws fantasy great. bullshit Terrific. by night. That led me to editorialize that it was a great ad. It all makes sense now. This is a real New York re- review of books, personal <laughs> ad level fucking shit right here. Interests include animals, sci-fi, scary ghost movies, crochet, and reading. Uh, Also, fellow Max Funster, Kay Sikelsky's awesome book, The Time Traveler's Pocket Guide. Uh, One of my goals in life is to have a small farm with... And then it gets cut off. So I'm going to say with donks. (laughs) Right? Miniature donkeys? Donk is a miniature donkey. How does does someone... Get involved. Get get in contact with uh, said person if they would like to fuck them. You can email uh, us at jjgo at maximumfun.org, uh, and we will forward your email over to Kate. Uh, again, she is 29. She is in Hamilton, New Jersey. Uh, I don't know where that is. I mean, it's obviously somewhere in the Garden State. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, do you know? No, I was going to say that it was in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, it's certainly not an old Jersey. Jersey. No, no. Um, yes. E- email us at jjgo at maximumfund.org. We'll forward it over to Kate, uh, and uh, Kate will take it from there. This Kate sounds tremendous. I mean, she draws fantasy bullshit by night. Sure. You know, just like send her something. Dream. You guys can email each other, see what happens. It's a fucking love connection waiting to happen here. Live your life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Live your life. Yeah. You know? Get your pussy wet. <laughs> sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Rock on. How about that one? That's good, too. Maybe next year. Next year? Yeah. What about... You've already got more powerful yeah. than ever for this year. Don't, you know, just cool it on the slogans. <laughs> cool it on the slogans, Chairman Mao. Whoa. Sock it to me, fuckface. Okay, that one was that good. Was good. That no, was no, good. No, no, that was good. You should probably run with that. Okay. I mean. Speaking of Kay Sikelsky, uh, let's talk about the, our next Jumbotron, which is her book, The Time Traveler's Pocket Guide. It contains everything you need to know before you get in your time machine. Vital information, like the time traveler's secret handshake. Tips on making out with celebrities before they become famous. <laughs> also, she suggests that you be nice to Kate because she is an awesome lady. Um, she sent me a copy of this book. It is very amusing. Uh, it has a, a blurb on it from Jeopardy champion Ken Jennings. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Uh, I've also uh, been told that there's a Chip Dips and Dip Dobson, Dip Dobson reference in it. Oh, so. bravo. Okay, bravo. Go to timetravelbureau.com slash jj go time travel bureau.com slash jj go to uh grab a copy of that uh thank you Kay. uh it she is also a graphic designer it's quite a handsome book as well handsome and charming and it even includes 
a pair of emergency mutton chops in case you <laughs> accidentally time travel to a uh, mutton chop appropriate era and don't have the appropriate facial hair. Sounds like she thought of everything. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, she thought of writing this book. She thought of the various information in the book and she thought of <laughs> sending us some money to promote it. So she's pretty much got all yeah. the bases covered. Um, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's cheap. It's affordable. 100 bucks for a personal message, 200 bucks for a commercial message. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, just drop us an email. Teresa at MaximumFun.org and our beautiful, charming, and sensual development director, Teresa Thorne, will help you very much. Probably, Hopefully won't do any sensual stuff with you. She tries to keep that focused over here. You know. Keep that focused on the big man. She's, uh, she needs to seal the deal. I'm more powerful than ever. She does what it takes to get the job done, right? No, she does not do what it takes to get the job done. I thought you said that she was. No, she, no. What? No. But you said. No. No. Jesse, let your wife suck another dude's dick. It's fine. It's fine. Just let her do it. If it'll get more money. We'll be back in just a second. Sounds like maximum fun. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, magical pony. You know, it has been such a delight to be joined on this program by Eliza Skinner, mm-hmm. one of the most talented young people in the city of Hollywood. Ah, oh, thanks. Tinseltown, as I call it. It's been great being here. I call it Holly Weird. <laughs> yeah, well. And I'm the only one. Yeah. I've never sure. heard that before. That's pretty That's funny. That's because I'm the only one who says you should it. Start and I don't, saying that more often. I don't want to say it out loud too much because then other people will start saying it. I've, I'm even kicking myself for saying it just now. That was like my private thing. Mm-hmm. But, but it's you just said it to yourself while you were jacking off. Mm-hmm. When <laughs> looking at those guys who hang outside Grauman's in the Spider Man outfits, they that's are, who I look at while I jack off. They right. are weird and they are in Hollywood. I know. That's hilarious mm-hmm. wordplay. It is. Well, I mean, wordplay is one of Jordan's specialties. Is it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, boy, you really pulled one I out. Know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eliza, it has been a delight and a joy to have you on the program. Well, I mean, people can certainly across the nation can follow you on Twitter at Eliza Skinner. That's true. Um, well, Eliza spelled with a Z. Yes. Uh, Skinner spelled with a K, mm-hmm. two N's, uh-huh. and an R at the end. That's, that's all true, yeah. Um, people can also catch you live and in person regularly here in Los Angeles, correct? Yeah. Uh, I perform every Friday night at the UCB Theater in a group called Diamond Lion. And every Saturday, I host a show with the lovely and talented D.C. Pearson um, at the Little Modern Theater called Magic Bag. It's a beautiful little man, that D.C. Pearson. He's wonderful. He's got that, he's got that long, luxurious hair. Yeah. He really he really looks nice with that with that sort of homeless man aesthetic that he's... He, well, works for him. It's, yeah, it's, and it's he's in some commercials he, as like weird homeless guy now, isn't he? Doesn't he... Well, not a weird homeless guy. A uh, weird guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, because the thing is, he's... he's he, He's it's so well groomed. Yeah, it's, it's a, he doesn't exactly. It's a, it's a good look. Sure. It's uh, it's not creepy. Have you guys uh, uh, have you guys seen uh, Michael Sarah recently? Yes. Michael Sarah has a sort of long, like a nearly shoulder length, uh, sort of Prince Valiant haircut. 
He has good sort of bangs. He has bangs going on. He has a straight bangs. When I saw him, he had straight bangs. I think bangs. you saw him with a blowout or something. <laughs> when I saw him, he had, he had kind of long, but 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 puffy kind of Well, that's the hair. thing. I mean, that's the, the issue about it. He has curly hair, so it's voluminous. Oh, okay. But yeah. still with the bangs. Yeah, yeah. But with the straight bangs. And he also has a sort of stringy mustache. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, uh, I mean, on the one hand, it looks uh, terrifying. <laughs> Um, and I, I'll just say that it does look slightly terrifying. On the other hand, and I mean this absolutely sincerely, I think he looks fucking tremendous. <laughs> I really think that he pulls it off so well. And I think the fact that he, I mean, it helps that he's a movie star and that he's a great movie star and he's tremendous. I mean, God bless Michael Sarah. He's just wonderful. Um, you know, he's great in the movies that he's in uh, and he's, you know, super talented and hilarious. That helps. But I think that like he looks like a madman, but he he looks like the but best. But a benign madman. You know, like a wonderful <laughs> madman. Like the best like a, kind like of Like a madman. Willy Wonka. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he looks like the most. Not a Buffalo Bill. Like a like like the most tremendous kind of madman you would like someone you would want to make friends with right now mm-hmm. because he's going to take you on an amazing adventure. Yeah, a kook with some kind of old fashioned candy in his pocket. Yeah, someone <laughs> some, some, some sucking candies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like maybe some candies with some fizzy stuff in the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've never had this kind of candy. Ooh. Yeah, and maybe some cocaine. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, just he's just going to take you on a That's fucking adventure. You know, mm-hmm. I somebody. Somebody sent me some some uh, link to a picture of him. I had seen him in person. This was my impression of it. I was like, "Fucking Michael Sarah looks insane, but tremendous, just wonderful." Like, I really hope that he makes this his public aesthetic because I don't know if he's yeah. if it's for a role or if it's just his new look or if it's just a kind of thing where he's like in between things and he's like, "I should I should look crazy while I can." It definitely grows him up some. Yeah, and uh, and they sent me a link, and it was on one of these, you know, it was on Gawker or something like that, and had some sort of slightly snide comment, and I was like, fuck you, Michael Sarah's awesome, this is like the greatest thing ever, <laughs> like, he's so great, and uh, he's he's such a, I mean, he he's such a sort of, he's such a sort of, like, uh, eccentric charmer anyway, that sort of amps that up and makes him seem like he could do magic spells or something. Yeah, even more eccentric. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on Michael, Michael Sarah's new aesthetic. Um, I, I, I give it, I, if I had more than two thumbs, that's how many thumbs I would give it up. I think you have a crush. You know who has more than two thumbs? Who? Apes. They have them on their feet. That's oh, true. that's a really good so, point. That's a really good maybe point. Maybe while so we're all, even more extra while we're all going ape, we can give things four thumbs up. Yeah, well, I give four thumbs up for Michael Sarah uh, taking the advice of our friend John John Hodgman in his new book and cultivating a deranged millionaire aesthetic um, because he is doing a tremendous job of it. Uh, I give four thumbs up to Eliza Skinner for being a delightful guest on our program. Uh, I give four thumbs up to you, the listener, for becoming more powerful than ever in 2012 and uh, sharing your art projects with us during the month of February uh, on our Facebook page. And on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org. Uh, I'm I'm fucking super stoked about this, Jordan. Yeah, clearly. Super I fucking excited. The, I can feel it. If you you're email, raising the temperature in the room. If you're you, so excited. If you don't know how to post shit on the internet, I mean, number one, get your fucking act together. Yeah, come on, guys. But you can e- like email it to us at jjgo.maximumfun.org and we'll post it for you. But get your fucking act together and post that shit. Post it on the forum and on the Facebook page. Just fucking do it. 
Yeah, man, go ape. More powerful than ever. Four thumbs up. Let's go. Yep, do it. <laughs> that old signature Morris wordplay. <laughs> Capping off the episode with one of my signature balm moves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. I'm Jesse Thorne. Bullseye is all about discovering the good stuff in popular culture that will do nothing less and change your life. You know, I'd never heard anything like it before. It'd be like seeing a new color, which I guess is music's like biggest asset is that you can hear new sounds constantly. It's the good stuff and just the good stuff in popular culture every week on Bullseye from PRI.